All right. Uh, thank you, Cadet B, for coming here. We're going to be talking a little bit about forensics. Okay. Now, I know this is uh first couple weeks here over at the Police Academy of Maine. So we're just going to be going over the basics now. So uh, no dead bodies today? No, no, no dead bodies today. We're just going to be talking about the basics of uh, reporting and looking around your crime scene and understanding, you know, having a visual calculus of everything around you. Okay. Sure. Now, now when you're you're talking about, let's talk about a murder weapon, okay? Let's, uh, I'll just give an example here. You got a ball-peen hammer, you see? Mm -hmm. Now, a lot of people would say, hey, this is about uh, 12 inches, you know? About 12 inches, uh, 10 to 11 inches here. Uh, But when we're talking about the murder weapon, we say it was about the size of a large banana. What? Write that down. That's very important. Okay. Write that down. I don't see those fingers moving. Large. About the size of a large banana. What's the largest banana you've seen? Anyway. Let's put it right here. <laughs> oh, uh, no. Uh, hey, don't go talking to HR about that. Uh, anyway, so uh, as I was saying, uh, when we're talking about other kinds of things around the crime scene, you know, it's like, oh, we got this pool of blood over here. You know, it's like, Oof, how big is the pool of blood? Ooh, are we talking about watermelon size? Uh, you know, state fair winning pumpkin? What are we looking at here? Oh, just the size of an apple. Okay, that's not that much blood, right? But you got to be describing it in these kinds of terms. Write that down. That's, I... Don't see those fucking fingers moving enough. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Welcome to Homegrown. Main Spooky Podcast about main spooky things, true crime and horror, mostly. I'm B, a co-host. I'm Jackson, a co-host. I had a blank for a moment. <laughs> You're like, who am I? <laughs> I think I just saw my life flash Flashed before, before my eyes. Oh my god. <laughs> who am I? What am I? Welcome to Homegrown Horror. Uh, welcome to Homegrown Horror, home of the Thousand Yard Stare. <laughs> Error 404 Jackson not found. <laughs> Head empty. Head empty. No thoughts. We None uh whatsoever. we we haven't seen each other for a minute. Had mm-hmm. a friend over this weekend and uh when was the last time we saw each other actually? Now I'm thinking about it. Been a minute. I think it's been like two two-ish weeks. Yeah. Okay. Word. It happens sometimes, but it's weird when it occurs. <laughs> Just like, wait, who are you again? It's going to happen again soon. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just been super busy. It's been busy. It's spring. It's the time of uh, planting and mm-hmm. seeding. Yeah, trying, uh, trying to plant a clover lawn. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because our lawn is sad. And so that's that's like one thing that we want to do. Um, the upstairs neighbor, I think his brother is coming to visit soon. And he's like, oh, yeah, he's a carpenter. So my wife was like, oh, he could help me make some garden beds. <laughs> so that's something that, you know, we're really trying. We say we're going to do it every year, but we're really, really trying this year. <laughs> we're really trying. Doing our best. I'm uh, I'm out there piling away at the job application mines right now. So mm. we'll see Dink. what see what Dink. comes out. What what good harvest awaits me. Oh. Man, <laughs> it is rough out there. Is it back to the bars? I don't know. Oh, don't do that again. No. I don't want to. <laughs> no, especially not as we're going into like spring and summer. 
especially downtown. No, nah, you don't want that. I don't want to do it. <laughs> I don't want to do it. Uh, it pays bad. And uh, it's you'd have your annoying. job cut out for you. Speaking of things that have your job cut out for you, uh, this case today uh, definitely gave the police a run for their money and oh still is. Oh, boy. So um, I, re- th- I remember this happening. You do? Yes, because I was a senior in high school. And I, n- I believe one of my classmates was a distant relative. And I because rem- I remember her being affected and like not being in school. Wow. Okay. So this is really hitting close to home for you. Yeah. I and also I'll get to it, but um, yeah. I I remember. I just it's sort of seared into my memory. Yeah. And I think it's going to be very interesting because I was telling you that this case has captivated a lot of people in Maine. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have opinions. And it's going to be very interesting sharing this with you as somebody who I don't believe would have any information about it. I know nothing. You, yeah. I am an empty vessel. I am ready to receive the information you will bestow upon me. And I am so eager, Be Look at me. My hands open. You're going to want to close those by the end of this. You're going to be like, nope. That's you're gonna good. Re- you're going to regret it. I, so, I, I already am. <laughs> today we're talking about the disappearance of Ayla Reynolds. Oh, no. Oh, no. I've heard this name. Oh, no. Yeah. I have information, actually, on this. but Yeah. I'm not excited. I, also, considering how big this case ended up being, it was national news. But yeah. okay, everybody, um, you might want to wrap are yourself, we, wrap yourself we, in a blanket. Are get we some, good enough to do this? <laughs> get some, get some tea and some tissues. On December sixteenth, two thousand eleven, Dustin DiPietro put his 20-month-old daughter, Ayla, to sleep around 8 p.m. He had recently taken custody of his daughter after her mother, Trista Reynolds, began seeking help for substance abuse in Lewiston. He and Ayla, at the time, were living with his mother, Phoebe, in Waterville. That night, Justin, his sister, Alicia, and his girlfriend, Courtney Roberts, were watching Ayla and two other children. Sources were not clear. I I believe that they belonged... The children belong to Courtney. The way that a lot of articles worded it were just very weird. They can, like, how did they word it? They were, they just worded it as, like, Justin was at the house with his sister and his girlfriend, uh, his sister, Elisha, his girlfriend, and their two children. Okay, yeah. Who is they? Who is they? Yeah. Who is they? The morning of December 17th, Justin called the Waterville police, reporting his daughter missing. All he knew was that he had put her to bed the night before, and Alicia had checked on her around 10 p.m., and when he woke up in the morning, Ayla was nowhere to be seen. Justin told the dispatcher that they'd checked through the house, and it was unlikely that Ayla had crawled out of her crib on her own. She was just... gone. Whoa. Again, so not quite two years old. Yeah, yeah, not very, won't be able to go very far. One, one would think that right. yeah. she would not be able to go very far. In my 
experience that's the case what time did he uh wake up i don't know what time he woke up but okay. it was in the it was morning like 10 p.m sometime in the, then sometime time in, in the morning, morning. Yeah. correct he's trying to think of like hours like who else is flitting in and out of the house at the moment mm-hmm. you know Justin's phone call prompted one of the largest criminal investigations and one of the largest searches for a missing child in the state of Maine. I think it was the third largest the search third for, largest? A, for a missing child. Wow. So they finally got, so the police finally got round to the point where they gave a shit about missing people. <laughs> yep. Over time, police were accompanied in their search by game wardens and the FBI as they searched the neighborhood as well as the nearby Kennebec River. Wow. About six weeks After Ayla's disappearance, police revealed that they found Ayla's blood in the basement of the home. Family claimed that the police told them that it was, quote, more than a small cut would produce, but police never publicly stated how much blood was found. And I don't believe that, like, they said it was in the, they eventually came out and said it was in the basement of the home, but they never were clear on, was it on an object? Was it on the floor? Right. Is there furniture in the basement where there's... Privy to some sort of evidence maybe we're not supposed to have. We just know that... More than a small cut, like what... Okay, here's my other... What is the definition of a small cut? Am I talking like a little prick on my finger? Am I talking about a paper cut? Yeah, you know? and it's... I think it's also hard to gauge because I feel like a small amount of blood for an adult might be quite a bit of blood for a two-year-old. I guess it... Yeah, I think it still goes into the context of like how much is... I just think of I think the case where it was like a watermelon sized stain of blood under the couch. Right. (laughs) Like what are like what's the Can we get a a, what's the spectrum? Do you think they should be measuring blood though with fruit? No, I don't. (laughs) It's like it was about a peach worth. What? What? (laughs) Even stranger still, Justin began claiming that someone had entered the home and abducted his daughter. A story that Maine Public Safety spokesman Stephen Cosland, I believe it was in, an, in a statement to the Bangor Daily News, a couple different sources had it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know who he said this to first, but I do know it came from Stephen Cosland. He said, it doesn't pass the straight face test. We followed every conceivable piece of evidence that would follow their version of events, and we have found not one piece of evidence that supports an abduction. Okay, so they're they're following the leads that are being thrown out there, and they're like, this doesn't make any sense. And it's also, okay. it's, I mean, stranger things have happened. Uh, you Great know, show. yeah, I mean, it happened recently, <laughs> no. I think. Because I, I think of, there are, I think of, there are a few cases that come to mind, one of which is like Madeline McCann, where it's like, it seemed like it was impossible. Right. That it shouldn't have happened. That there's no way that, you know, with with three adults, but it's like, okay, how did, you know, how did they enter the home? Was this, you know, I, there seem to be a lot of places in Maine where people just leave their doors unlocked. Yeah. I know Phoebe wasn't home, but. You think someone just, I mean. I don't know. It could be that if. One would think that they would have told police this, but maybe they heard someone come in and they were like, oh, maybe it's Phoebe, but it wasn't. It is, it's hard to follow. It is hard to follow. And I think you've brought up something interesting here is like, is it a home where they leave their door unlocked? Was that ever mentioned? Like their door was unlocked? Um, You will find out that the DePietro's 
just don't talk to anyone. So they submitted a statement and that was it? Was that, and then no more follow-up questions? I don't like how this is going. Probably. Um, my other, but I think you do say something here. And like, I'm curious, you know, the detective is saying like, what we're following up for, there's like nothing to corroborate that. It seems that's what he's trying to say. That's, that's what it sounds like to me as well. But it's like, you, you also kind of came up with like, well, what if their door was unlocked or whatever? It's like some kind of access whatsoever. Like, if it's just a random person, how is that? How can you follow up on something like that to a reasonable also, extent? This is before ring doorbells. This is before. Is this is 2011. Like, this is before people really were like. Well, like, yeah, I, when that's popular. Yeah. Before it was like, I want to know what's going like i want to surveil my home yeah really the original ring doorbell camera i think is a dog woof 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 someone's at the door at the time of the disappearance ayla was wearing a soft cast on her arm from an accidental fall but trista had voiced suspicions around the injury and had filed for parental rights and responsibilities on december 15th Hmm. according to the today this was according to the today show and in her interview with them, she was super clear because it was very interesting because in like the, the sort of reel that they had before her interview, they were yeah. like, she filed for sole custody, but she was clear in her interview. She did not file for sole custody, just parental rights and responsibilities. I don't know if she had, if, if him having custody of her had gone through the court because of her substance abuse. I don't know what the deal with it was. But that makes makes it sound like he had sole custody and she just wanted to start the process of having some sort of custody back. Yeah. Again, I'm not a lawyer, but I, I just want to be like, she was super clear that she was like, I did not file for sole custody because that was being thrown around. Couldn't that be like followed up on? Yeah. Like, isn't there a record available? There is. Okay. And I believe I believe that that, that is that she That's is what, that, that is, she is correct. Okay. The other thing that was really weird is the Today Show did ask her, they were like, Did you send someone there to abduct your daughter from what the her fuck? father's house? What the fuck? And she was like, No. What the fuck? <laughs> no, nope, I did No, I didn't. <laughs> Excellent journalism. You should just straight up ask her if she did it. Just straight up. Open and shut case, boys. <laughs> uh, what a... For many involved, it seemed that Justin, Alicia, Courtney, and Phoebe were being less than forthcoming about information regarding Ayla's disappearance and what may have occurred that night. While Justin did not speak with the media, he released a statement through police, quote, it is important that the public hear it from me personally that I have no idea what happened to Ayla and I am not in hiding. I've been in full cooperation with everyone in this effort, including not adding additional media hype. I would never do anything to hurt my child. The questions of Ayla's arm or bruises or anything else being said are simply ludicrous. I have to believe that Ayla is with somebody and I just want that person to find the courage to do the right thing and find a way to return her safely, unquote. In response, Trista took to media outlets to plead for further information, including begging Justin to contact her to talk things out, noting that she wasn't sure if he had anything to do with Ayla's disappearance, but was frustrated that Justin would ignore her attempts to reach out. Hmm. 
She said that they used to get along really well. Yeah. But ever since this... Once this this started happening, the relationship... He kind of shut down. The other thing that's really interesting is um, the fact that Trista and her family were talking to the media. So I... And this is just my interpretation. It sounds like him saying that he is not adding to additional media hype. Mm, Sounds like a dig at her and her family. It kind of sounds like that, yeah. And my other, my other opinion, very clear that this is what it is. I don't know. I can't judge it from like actually. Yeah. If my child is missing, I want media hype. Yeah, for sure. Like, pull out the fucking stops. You know, call everybody. He might be saying. Try to get the word out. He might be saying, like, and it could be just the context is weird. He could be saying, like, you know, he doesn't want to be crucified, but he doesn't want either of them to be crucified by the media or whatever. But at the same time, like, the only way you can find her is by letting as many people know. Yeah, exactly. It's and like- if he's upset with people thinking that his behavior is off... Maybe he should do something to correct the behavior yeah, to make it seem like you're not that's not sketchy. Yeah, it's it's. I it's, I don't get it either. I also get that maybe he could have been saying like he's tired of people asking him about this. And I also there have been so many cases where parents are put on trial in the media. Because they're not crying enough, or they're crying too much, or it, it, every little thing is pulled apart. And you, I, I've been through enough in my life to realize that people all grieve differently. Mm-hmm. People yeah. handle crisis differently. Right. So I don't want to totally throw out that him sort of like retreating into himself and like, what would be perceived as like safety is for the most part very can be valid yeah but it's fucking weird (laughs) there's a lot of other weird stuff happening i mean it's one thing to like not talk to media about the issue another to not talk to police about it or the mother of your child when you both are have this child missing yeah there's that too like that's very odd so in May of 2012, police notified Trista and Justin and their families that it was unlikely that Ayla would be found alive. A Bangor Daily News article from the time notes that while the Reynolds side was extremely emotional, Justin and his family were much more reserved about receiving the news. Trista stated, quote, I think my worst nightmare has come true. I think what hurts the most is that I don't even know where she's at. I couldn't even, if I wanted to, give her the most proper burial. I couldn't even do that if I wanted to because someone has got her body somewhere and nobody can tell me where, unquote. There was a lot more that she said. <laughs> like, it gets, I, it, it gets very tense between these two families incredibly tense and it we'll get there like Hatfields and McCoy's (laughs) oil and water these people are just not going to connect no they are they are not around this time $30,000 was fundraised by local businesses to be used as a reward and the Reynolds continued to be vocal 
in their request for information, as well as their frustrations about the DiPietro's silence. Those frustrations reached the community and eventually boiled over, with objects being thrown at the DiPietro home and Ayla's uncle Lance DiPietro being assaulted in February 2012, which I think cops did say they think it is related to Ayla's disappearance. What kind of objects were being thrown at the home? I think, like, rocks. Oh, that's like, not an object. That is a rock. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, the, like, the windows were broken. Objects makes me feel like someone's just throwing whatever the fuck they find in the lawn. It's like he's throwing flower pots. He's throwing like a shovel, maybe a ladder, you know? It's like those are objects. Those are objects. A variety of things. If it's just rocks, it's like throwing rocks. Eggs, maybe. That is an object, I yeah. suppose. Food. It'd be funny if the, if somebody was just throwing food at a house. Yeah, so people really thought, and I think still think, that they, they know more. and. It has escalated. In September of 2013, Justin went to court for violating the conditions of release related to a traffic stop and a charge of assault involving Courtney Roberts, who was his girlfriend at the time of Ayla's disappearance. CentralMaine.com notes that the charge was dropped because Roberts, quote unquote, changed her story after filing the complaint. So I had initially pulled a bunch of information about this next event. I have decided to be a little bit more tactful and I'm just going to briefly describe what happens. So while Justin is in court, the Reynolds show up to confront him. It's kind of like that scene in the Sandlot where like the rich bike kids kind of like come in and it's like, (laughs) it was like that. No, (laughs) unfortunately not. So the long and short of it is Trista's dad, Ron, um, he's there as with Trista. And I, I, those are like the two people that I know were there. Phoebe says something under her breath to Ron. They get into a verbal altercation and are kicked out by security. They're okay. kicked out of the court by security. I mean, that, that, I think that makes sense. Like, you're going to start... You know, really getting heated and yelling. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, you get escorted out, right? Yeah, and eventually Trista also goes outside. Phoebe is escorted back in for the sentencing. And when they came back out, the Reynolds, and it says that they also had, like, other supporters there as well. I don't know how many people were there, but they continued to follow Justin and his mother as they were leaving the courthouse. And think, like, very pointed questions, like, what did you do to her? And very, like, they believe that Justin has murdered Ayla at this point in Mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. And I will will include this quote (laughs) because, um... Ron said, quote, Phoebe DiPietro sits on a couch all day that has her granddaughter's own blood on it, unquote. Holy shit. And this is a stack, like, <sighs> a lot of the media at this point, like, at this point in time, like, 2013 to, like, 2017, it reads like a tabloid. Yeah. Yeah. Is one of the things I found because people got super interested because he also got arrested for an OUI in 2015 and people were so like, oh my God, like, uh, scrutinize, like, and then this came back at like, people were just 
obsessed over the drama breaking out between these two families. You know, this is this is the media hype. Yep. Like that is the media hype. <laughs> I mean that I mean he wasn't wrong in that respect, I guess. It's like it is annoying to have the eyes of the world. I get why you would want everybody to be paying attention to it, but yeah, where's the attention and the energy being fueled? Are people just getting wrapped mm-hmm. up in the drama? They actually trying to help the situation. I don't know. At man. the same time, I feel like just I don't want a victim blame here, but I feel like Justin could have just been like, "Okay, let's talk," and I feel like a lot of this could have been de-escalated outside of media attention, and um, then the circus wouldn't have happened. I mean, unless. You know, I'm not going to say it. I know. Um, Perry Mason, he's bobbing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In 2017, Ayla was declared legally dead. The court determining her time of death was on or around December 16th, 2011, the day that she vanished. Do you know why this is important? No. So... There are a few reasons why having someone declared legally dead is important. One of which being... I I looked this up before for another case, but I forgot everything that I learned. So one of the important things is... She can... Trista can now pursue a civil case. Interesting. That's a... Okay, I didn't know that reason. Okay. That... Hmm. Sometimes there is an again, I keep bringing up like there's one particular case, but I was listening to Let's Go to Court and there was one recently that they covered where um, they had someone who is miss- missing, quote unquote, declared legally dead so they could have access to the life insurance. What? OK, hmm. I guess I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Because if someone's not dead, if they're just It's like, missing, oh, it's like we can't pay out on this yet. Bingo bongo. Bingo bongo. In this instance, Trista is able to start making moves to file a wrongful death lawsuit against Justin in right. civil court. Since no arrests had been made in Ayla's disappearance, and it seemed that the only way to drag information about the case into the light was take it to the court. <clears throat> take it to the court. Is there so, so that's you feel like it's sort of like a, an ulterior motive to be able to get more information out of this? No, Not saying ulterior, I, no, but it's like. No, I think it's more to. It could be to get because also the other thing is like if you are doing a case, even if it's in civil court, not criminal court, you still have access to records and information that the police may not have released yet because this is still an ongoing investigation actually to this day so there's that but also i think in her mind it's if she's not going to get justice through the, you know someone finally being like yes we have evidence this is her killer Mm-hmm. A wrongful death lawsuit is not saying, I know you murdered her. It's saying... Your negligence caused this. Yes. Yeah. I mean, all right. Wild. What? Wild. Wild. Understatement of the year. Having collected evidence um, and documents from the Maine State Police Office, which included photos and recordings, obtaining a... A report rendered by a forensic expert and deposing several witnesses, including Phoebe and Justin. Trista and her attorney, William H. Childs, contend that Justin should be held accountable for Ayla's death. 
In response, Justin's lawyer, Michael J. Waxman, told CentralMaine.com, quote, I think it will provide comic enjoyment. There is no evidence which I've seen that supports the claim that my client had anything to do with her disappearance. You lose a child. You think about it every day, every day, every minute of every day. He suffers with it. And this lawsuit, of course, just feels like piling on because he doesn't have an answer. The lawsuit, unfortunately, from what I've seen, isn't bringing us any closer to the answer. My guy. Which I think is a little dismissive. Oh, 100%. You, you called the evidence or the case to talk about the death of a child comic enjoyment. Yeah, I don't think that the that fuck, was... Dude? I do not think... <laughs> Poor that, choice of words. That was a terrible choice of words. But I feel like... Because he kept saying... like in a, I've, he, There were a couple different articles from centralmain.com that I pulled from because as like things were progressing, they were putting out articles yeah and he always was like i don't know it doesn't he's like it doesn't make sense i don't know why they would do this i haven't read the report yet but (laughs) and it was interesting like his response you know when they were like hey what do you think of like they have a forensic expert who put together a report he's like well we'd want to determine his credentials and make sure that he doesn't have any biases and i'm like yes i understand but what do you think? They just picked somebody like out of somebody who has like a certificate online from NCIS University. Like I got this forensic report from Bones herself. You know, it it sounded weird. I think yeah. that that is standard practice. That is something they do is that when they call the expert, they do cross examine them and be like, what are your credentials? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> you know, but I think they hadn't at the time. They hadn't gotten to the point, I don't, I think they weren't in the discovery period yet, which is where the defense gets to see the evidence. Right. Because obviously they need to see the evidence so they can, you know, defend (laughs) the defendant. So, but he kept saying, I haven't read the reports and things like that. So I understand where he's coming from saying... Well, what I've seen, and I'm like, it doesn't seem like you've seen a lot yet, though. Seems like a very uninformed lawyer, which is definitely not the kind you want on your side. Yeah. (laughs) I'm surprised the lawyer's been talking, considering the DiPietro family has been so quiet. I'm surprised the lawyer's talking. Well, just because you're, As much as he is. You know, just because you're a lawyer doesn't mean you're good at PR. Look at Rudy. In 2022, the lawsuit was amended to include Alicia and Phoebe in addition to Justin. Surprisingly, not Courtney, because she was actually in the home. Phoebe was not in any event, including new accusations that they had attempted to clean up bloodstains throughout the house before the authorities could document the scene and that there is sufficient evidence to support the claim. I don't know what the lawyer, like, the thing is, what the lawyer thinks might be sufficient evidence might not be sufficient evidence to the court, but that's what they're saying. At the very least, they would face, quote, civil counts of wrongful death, conscious pain and suffering, and wrongful interference with the body of a deceased person. Additionally, Phoebe DiPietro would face a count of premises liability, and Justin DiPietro would face a count of breach of parents' duty to care for a minor child, unquote. I didn't even know. I guess it makes sense that that's something you could sue for. Um, what was the one for Phoebe? Premises liability. What does that even mean? Because it's her house. 
because it's her house. Okay. Didn't realize it was her house. Okay. Cool. Yes. You said that earlier, didn't you? At the very, very, very beginning, I oh. said that, yeah, he was living with his mother. Okay. I don't pay attention until about uh, 30 seconds in. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta clock it. So it's really, it is interesting because we are doing a civil case. And to me, it does make sense that they were like, you know, th- this, this count, like, Breach of parents' duty to care for a minor child. Cool. Right. It is interesting when you get to the point where they're like, they are claiming that they were cleaning up blood. And that they probably had more to do with her death than they are letting on. Yeah, I mean. Like that, I feel like, changes the lawsuit from negligence to to active. Active. Active involvement. (laughs) In crime. <laughs> so, Waxman requested the al- the new allegations be thrown out as it would also violate a two-year statute limitation for wrongful death complaint. That's just adding Phoebe and Leisha because they first filed this in 2018 with just Justin. 2022, they are adding the two of them. Right. He notes, quote, I'm a little bit shocked at that... At this late juncture, we're now receiving these new allegations. It's hard for me to believe that these claims would not wouldn't have been in their minds when they initially find the filed the complaint. Unquote. I've been blindsided by this. I tell you. So, at the same time, at, at the same time, the years march on. The DiPietros continue to remain silent, refusing to make comments to the media. In 2022, News Center Maine attempted to contact Alicia and Phoebe. But, quote, neither of them wanted to be interviewed. When confronted in her driveway, Alicia said she refused to believe that her niece was dead and her family had nothing to do with Ayla's disappearance. Phoebe, Ayla's grandmother, accused the media of wanting to convict them. Unquote. Well, your grandma's always going to go to bat for you, you know? I think it's a little unfair to try to interview the grandma. Like, what kind of... No, Phoebe is... Is Ayla's grandma. She's the one who owned the house. Sorry. She's included no, now I thought, in the lawsuit. <laughs> I thought you said that it was Phoebe's grandma. Oh, no. Oh, God. We're going, we're reaching real back we're to the family tree. Well, I don't know. The family's pretty active. I literally thought you said Phoebe's no, grandma. No, no. Okay. Phoebe Ayla's grandma. Because I took the quote, so that's how they worded it. All right. I would like, man, I feel like I also would be frustrated if the news just showed up outside of my house. Like, I understand maybe time and place, but it does seem like any way that they've been tried, like they were trying to contact them, it wasn't Really the most tactful or probably kindest way. I don't know what the other approaches they've had, though, to reach out to the family before are, though. Yeah. You know? Um, Justin has also moved to California. Uh, shortly after, I think it was like shortly after his court stuff in 2015, mm-hmm. he moved to California. So he was served papers about the wrongful death lawsuit out there, which was probably a shock because it sounds to me it's like when you move that far away, it sounds like you're trying to get you're, away you're from something. You're really getting out of the way. Yeah. It's like which, time to start my new life. Yeah, kind of. But it's also fair to say, like, the Today Show cover. The Today Show, co- like her interview with the Today Show, was literally like two, like a month or so 
maybe a month to two months out from her disappearance. Wow. So like it was fast. It became national news real fast. Uh, Maine State Police actually consider this an active investigation. They do not consider it a cold case. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. It sounds like they have they have information in their hot little hands, just not enough to do anything with it. These so, hot little fingies. Hot little fingies. If you have any information, you can call 800-452-4664 or 207-624-7060. Or you can leave anonymous tips on the Maine State Police website. And that's the disappearance of Ayla Reynolds. What a miserable experience. I hated it's this. super miserable. The other thing that I... <sighs> The other thing that just makes me really upset is they that it everyone like one of the information like when people are like oh she was last seen you know this is what she looks like blah 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 she was wearing pajamas that said daddy's princess and I don't know why that breaks my heart into a million pieces I'm about to cry oh fuck ow oh because the thing is if you believe he did it and that's the description they right? that they're giving fuck I'm. Fuck me. I, I. It's like I said, I mean, I, people know, have a lot of opinions. It's ongoing. We don't know until it's over, right? Yeah, people have a lot of opinions. I don't believe that we should be throwing rocks at people's houses. Um, or objects for that matter. Yes. It's, it's, it's hard. It's, it's hard to say because this could just be. Don't cast garden gnomes while living in glass houses. <laughs> it's just, it's weird. And if I'm being totally honest, I don't think the DiPietros did themselves a lot of favors by clamming up. No, I mean, I don't understand why. I can understand them saying, we're just talking to police. But it is very suspicious that they're just completely shut out. Not going to have a conversation with the mother. To be fair, you know? it does sound like they may have talked to the police a little bit because his statement came yeah, from yeah, police. Yeah, like they had so to file the report. Like they had a lead. There's there that. Was, there was discussion just like no more follow-up. No like. And it does seem like. Sounds like the detectives are also shut out of any more additional information from this group. Detectives. It's hard to say because some of the articles I read said detectives say no names are given. So can't link it to anybody definitively, but a lot of like news, news, uh, news center, Maine, central Maine.com, Portland press, Herald, Bangor daily news. They all kind of had some sort of inkling that like police think that they know more than they're saying. The other thing that I, the blood's very suspicious. The thing that I consider. Yeah. Is. accidental death covering it up i get i i'm also thinking that as a possibility like which i but at the same time it's like you can fucking own up to it and the other thing is like i said it to allegra last night when we were talking about it is like he's already gotten to court for other things if that is what happened just bite the bullet i guess yeah i don't know i don't know how long that gives you you don't know what you know goes through people's minds you don't know Maybe feeling like if he's going down a line, you just keep at it and deny. Yeah. I don't know. Like, 
That's tough to say, man. Uh, I, I don't know. I think maybe, yeah, there's a lot more potentially they know that we don't know. But And that's what I'm thinking. It's so, it's so difficult, though, when you know. It's like they might have more information, but it's still not enough to really do anything with it. Hmm. I think that's the worst kind of place to be in. Yeah. But this lawsuit is still ongoing. Unfortunately, like a lot of the bulk of it occurred during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So it's probably backlogged at yeah. this point. Yeah. Hard to follow up on that. Yeah. At this point, I think the most recent articles I found were from 2022. Or, a lot of yeah. them had the same. A lot of these articles had the same information. It's really like they were, you know, they would be like, here's the new stuff. But in, in last time on, you know, Crime Watch Daily, <laughs> you know, it's. Yeah. And it does see. It does seem like the DiPietros have been pestered a lot. Yeah. I do know also there was a, one of the articles mentioned that Crime Watch Daily actually did go and they tracked down Justin and just sort of were like, we're interviewing on the spot. Like he was just like on the street. Man on the street. <laughs> yeah. I think he was like coming out of his head, but they were like, we're going to ask you some questions. And he was like, <sighs> not now, bro. Yeah. It's like, that's kind of. Insane. So. It's hard because there's a part of me that is afraid that people are going to think I'm totally taking their side. But I, I just want to try and find the most human place to be in this, which is I feel for both sides of the family because they lost this child. And I, I'm not God. I cannot pass judgment totally on anybody in this situation because we just don't really know. We tr- truly, we don't know. Um, there's a lot of shit that's suspicious. I'll just leave it there. Yeah. I think I could probably say something, but I fucking probably shouldn't. So, and I said before, this is I active think, and ongoing. Actually. I think a lot of people have so, a lot of opinions about a lot of opinions about this case. Well, yeah, for sure. I, I didn't mean, even dare dig on Reddit. No. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put it that way. Um, this is the first time I think we've done an active case. This I didn't realize it was still like it's it's been a long time. It's been a while, yeah. So it's like active with you know big asterisks next to that active, but it is true. Like but, we've always just done stuff that's wrapped up because we like <laughs> it, we try to like a conclusion. Me, you have so many but that I have are open ended. I have a lot of open ended unsolved cases. I guess, but so. I think a lot. Well, of I guess them those are, are active. Still as that's well. the thing about a cold case is it's still really is it it's, it's it still active. Like it's, not active it's just probably again backlogged yeah but <sighs> how do i it's, pivot <laughs> it's sad it is very sad well b sometimes i feel like you just need a dose of hard facts oh, to bring you back to neutral Headspace. So I'm going to give you probably the most boring mainism. Hey, hey, it's a mainism. I'm not kidding. I think this is the most boring mainism. And I did not intend to pick this one. <laughs> I was going to do something else. And then I lost it. But then I saw this and I was intrigued. Okay. And, uh, but it's, it's a, it's a lay to fame, a claim to fame for dear old Maine. Okay. You're familiar with, um, Kind of like geo, geographical kind of markers you yes. see when you go 
you know, road tripping or whatever. This is a roadside attraction. This is a roadside attraction, but it is a marker. (laughs) You know, you go around, you say, oh, I'm on the equator. Oh, I'm in the the four corners where all those those four states uh, touch, the the hellscape. I think I know what you're talking about. We're talking about the oldest 45th parallel marker. Yeah, I know this actually. (laughs) How do you know this? Because I did looked, you go see it? No, I looked it up when you I was looking up? for I, when I, we were trying. You were to... like, "What the hell is this?" <laughs> this was probably the most boring thing we're ever going to talk about here uh, in the late 1880s. Uh, you know, they decided to put down a marker for the 45th parallel, so they picked Perry, Maine, of all places. The there was a road crew, a geographical uh, geological survey crew. That was kind of looking at a dilapidated home. And they said, hey, this is right where the 45th parallel is. We should put a marker here. So (laughs) for some reason, they decided, the the citizens of Perry decided to erect this marker. They paid about, I think, eight grand for it. Fantastic. Um, And this was back in 1896. They ordered this thing, 1896. It's literally just a granite marker with some text on it. Um, this, This project was like so blase that they fucking left this marker in a barn for three years and then saw it and were like oh yeah we were gonna go do that so they decided to put it finally on of course america's birthday on july 4th 1899 making the first 45th parallel marker in the u.s and the oldest you can still go see it it's there pretty worn uh Samuel French Morse himself, the New England poet, wrote about this marker in his poem, A Marker at Perry, Maine. All right, I can't find the, I can't find the poem, so I'm skipping it. But uh, B, let me, show you, uh, let me show you some pictures of this beautiful, beautiful marker. You can find it near the 45th Parallel Gift Shop. Um, there it is. See? It's a marker. Oh, it's bigger than I thought it would be. It's a big marker. It's not just like the tiny markers that come, you know, just a couple inches off the ground. This yeah. is a, a hunk of granite, you know? You could really bash your shin on this thing. Good. <laughs> there you go. So if you're really bored, you can go check out Perry, Maine and their 45th parallel marker. They also have a gift shop next to it. Wow. That was boring. <laughs> no offense to that. Well, they're not all going to be winners. They're well, not all going to be winners, and no. uh, you know sometimes this is this is a you know this is a claim Maine has. So I gotta I'm 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 not here to just talk about all the fun ones. I gotta bring to light the firsts. You know that is the true. notables. The notables. Yes, the footnotes of history. Well, I think that's all the notes we have for today. oh you're (laughs) that's all the notes we have for for today today. you can reach out to us on our instagram at homegrown horror pod or you can email us at homegrown horror pod at gmail.com we always love interacting with the people and also if you like us you can leave a five-star review on apple podcast it would be greatly appreciated if you like us if you told us how much you liked us (laughs) we we're Desperate for your attention and approval. I need your attention. Please love me. Do you like me? (laughs) Bye. Bye. Circle yes or no.